All right, good evening, everyone. It is Monday, September 5th, Labor Day, and we are here on the MMA OB Daily Podcast to break down UFC 279. Jermayev versus Diaz. Marcel, I'm looking forward to this card. Uh, main event, I mean, let's be honest, it's not the most uh, intriguing fight because I think a lot of us know who's going to win the fight. But overall, not a bad card. Marcel, how are you feeling, man? And you excited about this card? Yeah, I mean, I'm always excited about MMA, you know that. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I may be a bad guy to ask. But, yeah, yeah I think... Um, there are also some fights on the prelims I really like, so uh, that's always good. Sometimes you have those pay-per-views where you're like, those prelims actually kind of suck, you know? It's not really good, but you're here, you have like guys like Hakim Dawoodu, Jelton Almeida on the prelims, so it's fun, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, thank God, they put some extra fights on this card because the card looked really weak yep. before. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens, and uh, looking forward to breaking down what you do. Yeah, they beefed it up, right? That's for sure. Um, they needed to because, let's be honest, it wasn't uh, the best-looking card before they were able to add those last couple of fights to it. Uh, and I'll be honest, one of those fights, the late editions, looks like kind of a mismatch. The other one is competitive, but I think one of them is a mismatch. Anyways, I'm looking forward to breaking down this card with you, man. I say we'll just get into it. So we're going to use the uh, UFCstats.com file order. Note that... Uh, Shamil Abdurahimov is still listed, but he's off the card. He's fighting. Uh, Jail is fighting Anton Turkai now, Pleasure Man. He's a short notice guy from Contender Series, so something to keep in mind there. He had a really bad fight that Dana White hated, but they signed him anyways. <laughs> Another guy they signed from the show, but like, you just have to win this year and you get on. Stop, Joey says it's a good card. Yeah, I think it's decent. Uh, again, the main event's not the best fight, let's be honest, guys, but overall, I mean, I think there's some really competitive fights in this card. So I'm looking forward to getting in all these fights with you, man. I always look forward to our Monday night breakdowns of ourselves. It's always a lot of fun. So I say let's get right into it, guys. We'll start with the UFC 279 prelims and work our way to the main card. First fight of the night, we've got Darian Weeks taking on Johan Laness at Welterweight. This is a fun fight between two guys that definitely will probably stand in trade, I would, I would assume, in this fight. Right now, the odds for this one, Marcel, they are very competitive. Uh, some of the closest fights in uh, odds on the card, minus 125 Darian Weeks, plus 105 Johan Laness. Your thoughts? I fucking hate this fight to pick, you know. I, this is one of the most difficult fights to pick on the card, in my opinion. Um, Johan Lainess, I think he looked decent, man, against Gabe Green, but then he got caught, you know. And uh, his, his cardio is um, not that amazing, you know, let's put it that way. Um, Darian Weeks, still waiting on his first win in the UFC. He lost to Brian Barberina, which was a pretty competitive fight, but he lost the fight, you know. Mm -hmm. And Ian Gary fight, I think he didn't look bad, but Ian Gary won the fight. Um, I, I got to feel like, I think if, if it goes to full, if it goes to distance, I feel like I got to pick weeks here. You know, I think uh, he, he can do damage here. I think he's also, uh, it might be his ground game. Can, can be can be a thing here, you know, but uh, I, I expect a lot of striking actually. Lines can knock him out. I think he has the power, but uh, my my lead is going to uh, Darian Weeks by decision in this one. Yeah, Lines has got big power. We saw that in his, in his debut against K Green, dropped him right. And I, I remember mm -hmm. picking him in that fight. And I'm like, okay, come on, let's go. And then he gets exhausted and finished himself. Yeah, that cardio is scary to me, Marcel. And that fight was only exactly. five five months ago. Like it didn't give him a lot of time to like really get back in the gym and and, and really prepare for. His next fight, in my opinion, in the UFC. The guy's got the skill. He's got the power. He's got decent grappling, too. Like, he's overall a good fighter. Like, I think he showed that in the green fight. But the cardio is such a concern for me at this point. Like, and Darren Weeks, we know, can go 15 hard minutes. Yeah. He's very durable. He hasn't been finished in his first two fights by really top, tough dudes. And uh, the fact he went to this as well, this guy's pretty impressive to me, to be honest with you. Um, 
I don't I hate picking against the Canadian guy, but I have to. I, I can't pick him with the cardio that I saw in that first fight. So, Lenessa's got a puncher's chance here. There's no doubt about that. But I think if he doesn't land that kill shot, he's going to lose a decision. So, maybe even a third round stoppage. It wouldn't surprise me because he just got so tired in that last fight. It was like, wow, you know. So, Darian Weeks, Marcel, decision or third round stoppage is the way I'm leading in this fight. It's actually crazy that this was uh, one. This is probably one of the fights I'm not sure about, and you actually gave the same read as I did. So. Yeah, and again, I, I really like Johan, and he looked great on the Contender Series and yeah. the first round of the UFC. But again, that second round was just not good. Mm-hmm. So, kind of scares me. All right, let's get to the next fight here, guys. We got Elise Reed against Melissa Martinez, Super Melly. See, I thought it said Super Smelly when I saw the, uh, <laughs> the nickname. I was like, "Geez, like she's actually gonna." Go with that nickname, but it's super Melly. Um, Melissa Martinez com- coming here from Cabache. She is minus 155 favorite. Elise Reed plus 135. She hasn't looked very good in the UFC. Give me your thoughts, Marcel. We've got super Smelly <laughs> and uh, Elise Reed. No, okay. it's super you, go for, super you go first. Yeah, Marcel's dying here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, I'll start with I'll start with Reed. I think she's looked pretty bad in the UFC. Honestly, she got destroyed by Eubanks up a weight class, so we'll give her a bit of credit for that because she's fighting such a huge girl. Corey McKenna fight. She won the decision. I, I I guess she won the fight, but it was a horrible fight and really like nothing impressive at all. Then the last fight gets destroyed by Sam Hughes in the third round, just destroyed. So two of her three fights, she got basically mounted and, and finished. The other fight, she won a close decision. I'm just not impressed at all. I got to be honest, I'm not impressed at all with her. Melissa Martinez, we got super super Melly here. <laughs> Getting her right now. Um, so I, I honestly never heard of her before this. I guess uh, she got signed to the UFC. But you knew she was super Smelly. Yeah, because of her nickname. <laughs> so watch her fights. Okay, so like obviously she's been a pro for a little while now. Some really na- nasty head kick knockouts. There's, yeah. She's got some power, but. This last fight she had with Desiree Inez, this was on the prelims of the Tito Alberto card. Tito Ortiz and Alberto Del Rio in combat. It was three years ago. She hasn't fought in three years. you got to keep that in mind. Um, it was a very competitive fight. I don't really know if she actually should have won that fight. I'll be honest with you guys. I think she could have lost that fight on the scorecards. Regardless, she's undefeated. The UFC signed her at 7-0. and And she has a winnable fight against one of the worst fighters in the weight class, in my opinion, in the UFC. But I'm still not super confident in her, Marcel, because honestly, I thought she looked really bad in her last fight. She got controlled in the ground. It's just I'm not sure if Reed's the kind of girl that can control her with the grappling. So there's a lot of fights I think Melissa's going to lose in the UFC. I don't know if it's this one. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm staying the hell away from this fight. She's going to be my pick here because she is undefeated and, and she does have the striking advantage, in my opinion, with the power. But, you know, Reed's got some experience down in the UFC and, and it wouldn't completely shock if she was able to grind it out, especially with, again, three-year layoff. I'm sure this girl's been getting better. She's very young. She's only 25. So that's kind of interesting. From 22 to 25, didn't actually fight. That's interesting. You'd think she'd come out here even better than ever, but until I see it, I, I can't put actual money on her. So my picks, uh, <laughs> Melissa Martinez is my pick. Marcel Super Melly <laughs> um, by decision, but it's just not one I, I definitely want to be putting money on. Any thoughts? I feel the same way, man. It's difficult to say because she hasn't fought for so long, you know. Uh, I think what I saw from her was impressive. The days of Rihanna's fight was close indeed. Um, also went to a split decision, I think, right? Yeah, um, I did. Yeah. Um, and Elise Reed, yeah, she got the win over Corey McKenna, but that was because Corey McKenna had a very bad fight IQ in that fight, I think. You know, um, 
Yeah, I'm not going to pick Elise Reed here. I'm going with Super Smelly, uh, Melissa Martinez. And um, yeah, probably a decision winner, I think. And uh, thanks to you, I now think Super Smelly the whole damn time. Yeah. I'm not the only person that's going to get this wrong because I look at it, I'm like, Super, oh, it's Super Smelly. <laughs> Glenn says he likes Reed for competition and Dr. Jenner. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's fair, Reed. Uh, Glenn, excuse me, Glenn. <laughs> called him Reed. I don't know why I called you Reed. Oh, Elise Reed. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're in the second hour of the podcast when that happens. Um, I think we all, we have the same read, but again, I just don't I don't really trust this Rob that last fight. She just didn't look good at all, and hasn't fought we, years, so. we have the same read about Reed. <laughs> yeah, we have the same read on Reed and about Smelly. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next one here. <laughs> Marcel's dying here. Let's get to the next fight here. Chad and Helger, the Canadian. Another Canadian. We all the Canadians on this card. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, taking on an Alteng Haley. So the odds are interesting for this fight because when I first saw, remember I posted them in, in, in the Discord chat. It was like minus four hundred, uh, Ellinger and Hellinger. Ellington Ali was like plus three hundred. I think that was a mistake because they've been they re-released <laughs> them, and now Alatang is the favorite. And now he is minus uh, minus one seventy and Hellinger plus one forty five. So again, I remember seeing those odds. I'm like plus three hundred highlight Alatang. I'm definitely betting on this guy, but the odds were obviously wrong. So, Alteng is the favorite in this fight. Give me your thoughts on this one, Marcel. Very competitive fight. Yeah, man. Uh, I want to first talk about Chan and uh, Chad and Helliger. Um, he got a win before coming to the UFC against uh, Brady Highstand, the guy who went uh, in the top in the, the Ultimate Fighter finale against Ricky Crucios. Mm -hmm. The fight against Muin Gafurov, man, was super close, and he could have lost that fight as well, but he got signed of it. So, yep. I was actually surprised he got signed of it, but still. The Jesse Strader fight, man, he didn't look good in the first round, if yeah. you can remember correctly. And after that, he took over. And uh, I think, uh, I think actually, uh, Jesse looked kind of better in the third round, and then he pretty much stopped him, you know, which was a really good win for Chad and Helliger in his UFC debut. With Haley Alatang, I got to say, man, what I saw so far from him, he looked pretty good, man. Not going to lie. I think the Kevin Kroon fight, yeah, it wasn't a quick knockout, obviously. He got one loss in the UFC. was against Casey Kenny. And the dude has an iron chin, you know. Um, it's crazy, pretty much. So does Chet and Halliger get him out of there? I don't think he can, you know. Uh, but Alatang can't stop Chet and Halliger, in my opinion. You know, I think that's a possibility. Um... I'm leaning towards Heli Alateng, but I'm not convinced. I'm going with a decision win, but I'm not convinced. I actually feel the same way. That's how that's how I feel with this fight. I, I think it's I think it's tough to call. Chad is really improved. Like getting his career, guys, he sucked. Let's be honest. He was terrible. And I think a lot of fighters and just people in general, when you're not successful, because he went, he was 0-2 to start his career, right? And at one point it was two and five. I think the, any job you do, when you're not having success like that, you probably pack it up and, and do something else. Mm -hmm. What he did was take two years off, get better, and since then he hasn't lost. So the guy is a warrior. I mean, he's, he's won, what, 10 straight fights? It's impressive. It's it's very impressive. And a lot of them by knockout, too. He's got power. He's pretty good. He's not bad. But the problem is, again, you know, he's 35 now. Because he took so long to get here, he's 35 now. He's making his run. He looked okay in the straighter fight. I mean, it was competitive until he knocked him out. It was very close up to that knockout. And like, Gaffroff fight too. You know, high stand wins really, I think that might be his best win to be honest. He has some good wins over Canadian guys that I recognize. But again, you know, now he's in the UFC fighting better competition, you know, and he struggled with straighter. Now he's fighting Haile Alatang, who's got, you know, five fights in the UFC, who's shown some good skill, good striking, 
good power, decent grappling too. Um, I think it's a competitive fight. I, I definitely think that Chad's got a puncher's chance because Hailey ha- actually has been knocked out a couple times. So I think he's got that puncher's chance, but I, I still got to go with the guy with all the experience in the UFC at this point. And the guy who I feel is a little bit more well-rounded and dangerous, a little bit younger too. I feel like there's quite a few edges here for Hailey Alatang. But again, Chad, Chad's on a nice win streak with a lot of power. So he could come in here and play spoiler, but I, I'm leading towards uh, Alatang Hailey and, I would have loved to give him a plus 300 like those odds were when he dropped. I don't know what those were, but uh, he's the favorite here. I favor him um, slightly. I think the odds are, are pretty much exactly what they should be. He should be the slight favorite. Although some lost to Chad, highly no sub wins. Yeah, I mean, that's something else to keep in mind, right? He's going to have to either knock him out or decision him, which I think is possible, but he also could get caught with a, uh, with a big punch because um, Chad's got a lot of power, man. For a guy that is a bantamweight, you don't expect it really from him. He's got power. Next fight here, Norma Dumont taking on Danielle Wolf in the women's featherweight division. Uh, rare women's featherweight. Well, I guess we had one last week, right? But <laughs> this is a real legit one. Norma Dumont minus 340, Danielle Wolf plus 280. I'll start this one off more still. I, I, I really like Norma in this fight. Uh, if she loses, she has to be cut immediately. She 100% needs to win this fight and should win this fight against her opponent with one MMA fight. And quite frankly, I, I thought Danielle Wolf looked pretty bad in her, in her fight in the contender series. You know, she did not look very good at all. And she got signed. Because this division is so bad that they need to sign anyone they can find at this point. She obviously has some some boxing uh, skills. We know that. Um, but she's 39 years old. She's pretty old. She has no experience in the sport. She's fighting Norma, who's pretty tough. Man. I mean, I know she lost her last fight against Macy, but it was a competitive split decision. And she had won three straight before that and was showing off some good skills everywhere. Um, good grappling, good striking too. So I, I, I think Norma Dumont should absolutely win this fight. And if she doesn't, Marcel, that just says a lot about her um, because she's fighting someone with no experience. She should 100% win this fight. I'm going Norma Dumont um, by decision because that's how she wins her fights. Um, and I think she gets the job done. I know the odds are, are high, but I, I feel like she should be a big favorite in this fight. What do you think? Norma should retire if she loses. Man. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, she has to win this fight. Yeah. yeah. I'm going with a second round submission where they could choke for Norma Dumont. It wouldn't surprise me because that's one of her better skills, and and she has been fighting good, you know, girls with really good ground games lately, like Spencer Ladd, Chieson. This is a fighter she could take down probably. Um, mm-hmm. I think a submission actually is a is a pretty good bet. Let me take a look at what that would be. There's no odds on that yet. That's interesting. So just a finish is is plus money though in that fight. So yeah, I'm, I always lean towards decisions in these type of fights, but I think it's a possibility she could submit her to. It'd be a big win for her if she could submit her. All right, let's get to the next fight here, Marcel. We got Jay Collier taking on Chris Barnett. Uh, two big boys here that probably shouldn't be fighting at heavyweight. They should probably both be at 205 or middleweight. But uh, minus 360, Collier, plus 295, Chris Barnett. Your thoughts? Yeah, this one is pretty easy in my opinion. You know, I think Chris Barnett is a real fun fighter. And uh, I, I like him a lot, but I think Jay Collier is a much more uh, diverse fighter, much more complete in my opinion. Uh, listen, Barnett is more spectacular, but I think Jay Collier is uh, way more skilled, in my opinion. Um, I feel like Jay Collier got robbed in this last fight against Andrei Arlovsky. Um, 100%. I think he, yeah, I think he wins this one. Uh, I don't know where to start. Yeah, I would go submission win in the, in the second round for Jay Collier. I think he wins too. I mean, the odds are high, but He's really good, and I'm just honestly not too impressed by Chris Barnett. I know he's been going through a lot. His, I believe his, his wife died, I, I think, like right before the fight with Boudet, which is hard for anyone. Mm-hmm. Give him a pass on that, but you know, I don't know, man. I just, I'm. He's a good athlete. 
I just think he's in the wrong weight class, Marcel. I really do. He, he's so much smaller than than Collier. It's a big size difference, guys. You got six inches of height and a couple inches of reach as well. Barnett's, like I said, a good athlete. I just think he needs to, you know, watch his diet and move down in weight. I'm, in my opinion, you have a lot more success fighting a, a lower weight class. That's in my opinion. Um, Collier should win this fight. He's the better fighter. He's better on the ground for sure. The striking, it should be competitive because Barnett's got good striking, but I still think Collier could pressure him forward, push him against the fence more. Yeah, and also Collier, you look at his record, it's win-loss, win-loss, getting back to the last eight years. He's due for a win according to the uh, the streak. Um, Jay Collier wins. I'll, I'll, I lean decision a little bit, but I think a submission, again, is, is possible too. So, And yeah, it's, it's something I just looked at as well, Glenn. It's always something to keep in mind. Um, Jay Collier is, is my pick in this one. I mean, I think we both have the same pick in that fight. All right, let's get to the next one here. We got Jamie Pickett taking on Dennis Kalunin. I feel like we broke this down a few months ago and it got rescheduled. Uh, right now, we got Pickett minus 130, Kalunin plus 110. What do you think? You go first in this one. I still feel the same way as I did, I think, when we talked about like, what, two or three months ago? It's kind of a tricky fight to call because, honestly, Jamie Pickett's just not that good, right? But Kalunin, he's, he's been submitted in his first fight. He's been submitted a lot in his, in his, uh, in his career. He's got good striking. We know that he trains with good training partners like Strickland, etc. But Pickett's got more experience in the UFC. He actually has wins in the octagon. Um, and I think his grappling is good enough that uh, he can make uh, – he can get some takedowns in this fight and make Pickett work – or uh, Tulin work on the ground, which is where his weak spot is. I'm going Jamie Pickett by decision, but again, I'm, I'm not confident in him. He's never a guy I want to put money on personally, but I, I would lean towards uh, Pickett by decision. What do you think? Yeah, it makes the most sense. You know, I also think that Pickett can get into the ground and maybe ground out the decision, you know. Makes the most sense. And I'm also on Pickett's side for the decision. Well, we got the same pick in that one. All right. Let's get to the next fight here. We got Jilton Almeida taking on Antarn Turkai and Turkai coming on short notes for Shamil Abdurahimov. I love that fight for Jilton. I thought he would have definitely knocked Shamil out. Now he's fighting Turkai, undefeated out of the great ground game. Odds on this one. Minus 660 for Jailton, plus 490 Turkai. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I wasn't I wasn't impressed with Turkai at all, you know. He talked a big game, but I wasn't impressed by him at all in the contender series. Uh, Almeida, Almeida, I'm really high on Almeida, as you know. You know, I think uh, Jailton Almeida is really good. Um, I'm fighting at 220, more to his natural weight class of 205. Um... Yeah, I think Torcao's ground game isn't bad, you know, but I still think Almeida will dominate, you know, and uh, I think he gets a finish as well. I'm going with the knockout TKO ground pound for uh, Jailton Almeida here. I mean, how do you not pick Jailton, right? Like, you have to. The guy has looked amazing at UFT. This is a – I think it's – even though the guy's not ranked, I feel like this is kind of a trickier fight. And I, and I said heavyweight. I, I should say catchweight, right? It's 220 mm-hmm. pounds this fight. That's something to keep in mind because Jailton is going to be capped at what he can weigh, and Anton fights at 205 normally. Um, I think the guy, Anton guy, he can win fights in the UFC. I'll say that right now because he's got the no. grappling and the wrestling. It won't be pretty, though. It'll be boring to watch when he does win his fights. He's probably the only guy willing to even take this fight with Jilton. Because if, Marcel, if you're a UFC heavyweight, would you want to fight Jilton Almeida? I would. No. I'd stay the fuck away from this dude. He's a monster. Jilton wins. Jilton definitely wins this fight, in my opinion. Odds are, are high, but I think the way to go is inside the distance. I think he finishes the fight. Um, you said you said submission or ground and pound. What did you say? TKO ground and pound. That's what I think too. I think he gets. Remember that fight with uh, oh gosh, what was it again? Um, uh, Danilo Marquez. Oh, Danilo, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 
that I feel like that's it's the same fight, right? Like I feel like it's very similar. Jailton Almeida wins. I, odds are high, but he should win this fight. Yeah. Well, the next one, guys. Team Duato taking on Julian Arosa, UFC featherweight division. This is definitely one of the contenders getting for fight of the night in this card. It's a fun fight in paper. Hakeem Dewadu, minus 215, plus 185, Rosa. Another Canadian, Marcel. What the hell? Three Canadians on this card. Awesome. Your thoughts? Yeah, I got to go back to that uh, crazy fight with Rosa and Steven Peterson uh, earlier this year. Oh, what a fight. Uh, yeah. I, I think I had it for Peterson, then, but it was super close. So I don't, know any, I don't have any problem with it. Uh, Rosa got that big win over Charles Jordan before death. You know, uh, maybe not so big anymore after last weekend, you know, but still, it was a big win in my opinion. He got that, he got that finish in the fight that uh, Jordan looked pretty good early in the fight, I think, first two rounds. Um, the thing is with Arosa, man, um, I know he won four, four of his last five fights in the UFC, but still, I feel like he's not consistent. And that's maybe weird to say, but that... That Sung with Choi fight didn't look look good to me. The Sean Woodson fight was a comeback win, you know. The Peterson fight was just split decision. So it's really difficult. If you look at Hakeem Dawudu, Hakeem Dawudu only lost two fights in his UFC career. I guess Avlorev was pretty was pretty obvious. Henry uh, stopped him with a submission. But he also got a win over Zubaira to hook off in a fight. I actually think Zubaira should have won. But okay. Uh, the Trisano win last time, you know. It wasn't spectacular, but it's very, uh, it was enough when he did. You know, it was decent. He was busy. He was pushing forward and he did look good. And I think that Arosa um, also can fight him, but I see still much more talent in Dawudu. You know, I think Dawudu can get in that top 15 and can do something. You know, I think Arosa maybe hit his, how do you say that, his stop here, in my opinion, you know. And uh, I'm going for Dawudu in this fight. I don't think it will be a stop. I think Dawudu takes it smart again and wins a decision. But uh, I expect a fun fight, but I'm going with Dawudu. So uh, I'm going with your uh, countryman, Adam. I think he wins too. I think he can knock him out. I really do. Um, obviously, Arosa is a pretty good fighter, but I think he's shown that his chin is not great throughout the years. Sure. He's been knocked out a bunch of times. This is a good fight for, for Dawudu to get another win, I think. Uh, the guy's really good. I think he can knock him out. If not, he wins a decision, but I think he wins for sure. I really like him in this fight, too. Just a better striker, in my opinion. I think he can keep his standing. Rose is obviously dangerous on the ground with his submissions, but I think he keeps his standing, Marcel, and I think he, I think he can knock him out. You know, If not, like I said, win on points. So I, I like him quite a bit here. By the way, is Anton Turkai, uh, what's with his Instagram? We're looking at Alcohol Addiction Treatment Center. What's with that? You see that? What the? Huh? No, what was see. Instagram? I, it says you follow him, so I'm just confused. Like, what he means by that? Like, is he just joking or something? This guy's Instagram is kind of he's just like more focused on like what he looks like than his. <laughs> you see how yeah, what, about that? Yeah, what the hell? No idea. Maybe someone hacked him or something. That's kind of weird. That's very strange. Um, all right, let's get to the next fight, guys. Oh, oh, TK or sub, sub all sixty wins by finish. Some of Jailton, right? I think right. Uh, yeah. Jailton, I think he finishes for sure in that fight. All right, let's get to the next one here. We got uh, the first fight in the main card, guys. Johnny Walker taking on Anton, uh, excuse me, Ion Kutalaba. So awesome fight here in the UFC light heavyweight division. How do you not love this fight? This is a great fight. Uh, great fight to open up the card, in my opinion, because I think someone's probably going to get stopped in this fight. Odds, Ion Kutalaba, minus 200, Johnny Walker, plus 170. What do you think about the fight, man? What do you think of those odds? Yeah, man, this is the BOTB fight, right? Battle of the Braid Dads. Um 
yeah, this is a crazy fight. You know, you know already. Um, Johnny Walker, a little bit different approach lately to his fights. You know, and I don't, he went to SBG Ireland. Don't think that would be the best thing for him, but he did. Looked kind of horrible, dude, against Jamal Hill. Didn't look good before against Thiago Santos. The only fight he won recently is the fight against Ryan Spann, and there was also a fight where he got knocked down twice and where he pretty much won with illegal shots to the back of the head. Um, Iwan Kutelaba. Finally, we saw in this, not this last fight, the fight before, that he could be in a third-round fight and still look good in the third round as he looked in the first round, you know. Got caught against Ryan Spann in the submission. Can happen, you know. The thing is, I don't trust Johnny Walker anymore. You know, I think his chin isn't good anymore. He's very tentative how he fights lately, you know. And Ion Kutelaba will go full blast again in the first round because he smells blood and he knows if he wins, he's in the rankings, you know. Mm -hmm. So he will go forward. I expect Kutelaba to knock him out in the first round, to be honest. I think someone's getting knocked out either way here. Um, I got to be honest with you, so I'm actually looking at Johnny Walker as a dog in this fight. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've picked Oof. the dogs in this card, and this is what I'm looking at. I know, right? It's hard to trust this guy. Like he, has, he hasn't looked good. There's no doubt about it. But he's been fighting elite competition, man. Talked Jamal Hill, yeah. Thiago Santos, which was a competitive fight. Uh, Krylov is really good. Corey Anderson is really good. I mean, these are not bad losses, really. Looking back at them, like they're they're good losses to have. I, I think you could say the same with Kitalaba. I mean, he lost to Ankalaev twice. Glover, Ryan Span. They're not bad losses either. I still think he can get knocked out, though, man. He's been knocked out before, and I think Walker. Can't, can't get it done here. It's just, I don't have a ton of faith in Johnny Walker at this point, but I do think this fight's a, a coin flip. Plus 170, a guy who's a lot taller and longer, who has knockout power, I think he can, can get the job done here. Um, I'm not confident by any means, but there's going to be some underdogs that win this card. Uh, and this is one I think has a path with the knockouts. So I think you can knock him out. That's my pick. Go ahead. I'd say Dogger Pass on this fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, I know he's looked so bad lately. It's just hard to trust yeah. the guy, right? That's the thing. But I do think he's got another winning left in him. I really do. And I, I think this could be the fight um, against Ion, who it's hard to trust, too. Both guys are very inconsistent. Yeah, very inconsistent. That's the thing. Yeah, I agree fully with you. Yeah, they're I both. Still, I still feel more comfortable picking Kutilaba here, but I, 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 can, I can see you go go with Johnny Walker's way. Walker's one and four in his last five, and Kutilaba's one, three, and one in his last five. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. Your poison, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they've been fighting good guys. So we'll, get, we'll give them credit in that. Kutalabas, if he gets him down to the ground, I think he's got the better, the best chance to win victory. Because mm -hmm. I think on the feet, Walker's going to give him problems, in my opinion. Um, we'll see if he's still that same guy, though. It doesn't seem like it, right? Yeah. So that guy from three years ago was knocking everyone out in crazy fashion. Like, that was an amazing fighter. Um, and this new guy is not as good as he used to be. So <sighs> I'm picking him, Marcel, but it's, it's just not a super confident pick. But again, some underdogs are going to win, and this guy's got a path. Sure. All right, let's get to the next one here. We got Irene Aldana against Macy Chasson in the UFC Women's Bandway Division. I really hope both girls make weight. They both obviously miss weight in the past. Right now, with the odds for this one, uh, Aldana minus 175, Chasson plus 150. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like Aldana gets punished for uh, not making weight last time that she has to fight Macy Chasson here. Yeah. Because I feel like Chasson, I know she won her last fight against Norma Dumont's for decision, but wasn't a great fight. Uh, Aldana won against Kuniskaya and Miss Wade in that fight. Still, you know, the thing is with Irina Aldana, I always thought like she might be a good fighter, but I didn't saw her getting into the top five. And then she knocked out Catelyn Vieira very viciously, remember? And I was like, okay, maybe I was wrong, you know? Then she's fighting Holy Home and com got completely dominated at the striking department. Um, got the win over Kuniskaya for Shea Son. I think Shea Son, um, 
she got the remember she got the big hype behind her after winning the, the ultimate fight and getting the two wins via stoppage and then she lost to lena landsberg because everybody was like okay uh weird um thing is i feel like aldana has, has more uh, experience here i expect her to i honestly expect a lot of standing standing fight to be honest and i think aldana is more clean with the striking and i expect aldana to win the decision here I think so too. I, I also think she has a chance to knock her out. I mean, she's got a lot of power. Macy's, I don't think, has never been knocked out, right? But Arena, her last couple of wins are by knockout. So it's it's possible she could drop her and finish her. I lean a decision, though, too. That's kind of my pick. I do feel like th- that she's the better fighter here. I just hope she makes the weight. Because if she makes the weight and wins the fight, it, it puts her in a good spot at 135. Potentially could get the next title shot. I think there's a chance, you know, especially if she knocks her out. That would say a lot, right? So. Because um, remember, she actually knocked out Caitlin Vieira, whoever is talking about now as a contender, right? I was actually at that card. So this girl's got power, but again, hasn't fought much since then. Basically fights once a year now, you know, the last couple of years. So she needs to stay active. She needs to make her weight and, and needs to get the win here. And I think she can get the job done. So Arena Aldana is my pick as well. Let's get to the next fight here. Oh, let's get this question. Hey, what's up, Sign Collectibles? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Possibly. If Aldana wins and she gets a man, I think it's a very good chance, right? Because there's not many fighters. There's Vieira and her. Um, right. And then you have rematches with or trilogies with uh, Valentina and some other girls. So, yeah. Let's get to the next fight here. Kevin Holland taking on Daniel Rodriguez. Another fight that was landed uh, late notice. So, it's a catch weight, 180 pounds for this fight. Um, odds right now Kevin Holland minus 200, Rodriguez plus 170. What do you think, Marcel? Big Mouth or D Rod? Who's your pick? I think the odds are off, to be really honest. You know, um, D Rod should have been, could have been still undefeated in the UFC. You know, I think the Nicholas Dalby fight was super close, could have won this away. Um, Kevin Holland, I know he looked good in the, in this fight against Tim Means. Uh, the Alex Oliveira fight before that didn't look good in the first round, came back second round. I understand he's the favorite by many people. I think many people uh, bank on Kevin Holland winning here. Daniel Rodriguez, one of the most underrated guys in the division, I think. And uh, I, I feel like Daniel Rodriguez can win this fight. And definitely, I think his, uh, his ground game, is better than Kevin Holland's ground game, in my opinion. I know Kevin Holland recently got the submission, and he's training his wrestling. But still, man, I I feel I feel Rodriguez can win this fight. And uh, I said when this fight was made, many people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna knock him out." I think Rodriguez is too tough. I think Rodriguez uh, goes for wins a unanimous decision here, man. You're thinking Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, you're up. I'm with you. So there's another dog. We have a consensus dog here, guys, which is interesting because we don't. Most of them picked the favorites up to this point. Um, I think this fight is, again, a kind of a coin flip. If anything, I'd favor D-Rod. You know, I, I think he's so underrated. Both guys are great. Like, they're both yeah. awesome fighters. But you're right. Like, if you look at D-Rod's career, the Dolby fight, he should have won that fight. I think we all think that. And then he has one other loss by split decision, too. Like, he hasn't really been beaten that bad. You know what I mean? Like, he's never been knocked out, never been finished. And we know he's got amazing takedown defense, great striking Crazy volume. He's, throwing, he's landing over eight strikes a minute here. Collins obviously got some advantage in this fight. He's a little bit younger. He's got a little bit uh, longer um, with the reach. He's, he's obviously got power. He's got submissions. I think if the fight goes to the ground and they're playing on the ground, then Holland's going to have a big advantage. But I feel like it's a stand-up fight. I really do. And I think Rodriguez is going to cause a lot of problems for Kevin Holland, especially with just the volume striking here. Um, he lands over eight strikes per minute, like I mentioned, compared to just – 3.9 for Holland, which isn't bad by any means. Holland's is like average volume, but this is like elite volume. Like he's, I think he's got like the most strikes land per minute in the UFC right now. 
for a guy with that many fights. Uh, I think this fight is very close, but I, I do lean towards D-Rod to win the fight. So we have a consensus dog. I think the odds are way off. Uh, plus 170 <laughs> is some I like I picked Walker too, but I'm I'm com- more confident in D-Rod as a dog, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. he's a guy that I'll be placing some money on this weekend. I think he wins the fight, guys. Uh, Joe, our boy likes Holland, which I don't blame you. I mean, Holland's great, right? And he's looked awesome for, sure. for the most part, especially at 170. But again, I think the guy he's fighting is just really good. I think D-Rod's just so underrated. So it should be a competitive fight, Marcel, but I think he can win decision too. So I'm with you. And I'm curious what the odds are. We don't have them yet. I don't – actually, we do. We do have odds. D-Rod by decision, plus 400. I mean, I think that's how he wins. So there's there's some value there for sure. Uh, plus 400, Marcel. I mean, those, those are good odds. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We got Lee Jingliang taking on Tony Ferguson. UFC uh, welterweight division. So Tony Ferguson moving up here, guys. Yeah. I want to say that Tony's fought at welterweight in his debut, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Let me see here against uh, Ramsey. Yes, that was a welterweight fight. Yeah. So he hasn't fought at welterweight in a while, but he did once, and I remembered that. Well, okay, let me start this one off. Uh, odds, minus 300, Leach, plus 250 on uh, El Kukui. Obviously, you're going to pick Jing Liang here, right? Like, I think you have to. It's hard to pick Tony based on his last couple of fights, coming off a horrible knockout loss, um, moving up in weight, fighting one of the, the biggest punchers in this division, a guy who's coming off a huge knockout win. It's just kind of a weird fight at short notice. I don't understand it from Tony's perspective. It's not like Lee's like a huge star. If it was like a big name or something, like I could understand why he'd want to take the fight. But this, he's fighting a guy who's not really a big name, yet he's super dangerous with his knockout power. And Tony's, again, getting a little bit up there in age, and he's getting a little chinny. Um, how do you not pick Leach here by knockout? I'm taking the Leach by knockout. I mean, how can I not? I think he wins the fight. I think he's going to keep it on the feet and knock him out. So Tony's got to get the fight to the ground if he has a chance here. I don't think he will. I think he's going to struggle this weight class. And uh, it's going to be his fifth straight loss. Um, I think he gets knocked out. What do you think, man? I have a first-round knockout from the Jing Liang. I think he's too strong. He is bigger at welterweight, you know. And um, this man, I got to say, Tony Ferguson did good in the first round against Michael mm-hmm. Chandler. So, mm-hmm. but this different weight class, man, different guy. Uh, I think much bigger guy than him. I, listen, he has to take it to the ground. If he can't get it to the ground, I think he fucked. So, yeah, first round uh, knockout for Lee Jin Young for me as well. So, yeah. We have the same pick in this one. Again, I think the size is going to... Mm-hmm. Be a factor in this fight. You have a legitimate welterweight team guy who's moving up to welterweight. We really don't know how he's going to perform there yet. All right, speaking about the welterweight, we go to the main event here, and we have Nate Diaz taking on Hamza Chemaev, and obviously the odds guys are, as you know, they're they're pretty uh, pretty crazy. Um, right now we have – let me double check this. Yesterday I looked, it was minus 1150. What is he now? Oh, well, I mean, it's still about that. One, Some books have it a little bit lower, but let's just say – Minus twelve hundred on Hamzat, plus seven seventy five on, on Nate Diaz here. Um, I mean, guys, is is there a lot to break down here? I don't think so. I'm not trying to discredit Nate because he is a legend. Love the guy, and he, if you beat him, you get a title shot. Because like you look, who he lost to Edwards, Mazzaval, McGregor. Like not bad, like losses by any means. But again, getting way up there, he's thirty seven, and his takedown defense is just forty one percent. He's taking on the probably the best wrestler in this division besides maybe Usman. Um, a guy who's way younger, a guy whose cardio is through the roof too, who matches him in that department, a guy who's just looked amazing in the UFC. You have to pick 
Pam's at in this fight. I think he finishes. I think that's the way to look at it, though. Again, when these big favorites, you know, there's still value on them if you can look at for a prop. In this case, I, I think he finishes them. So I'm looking at that Hamzat by a TKO. I think he cuts them open and finishes them. That's actually, uh, it depends on the book, but I'm looking at, there's one book with plus 115 in FanDuel. I think he finishes it by, by stoppage. I think he can cut them open and the fight's going to get stopped by the doctor. So there's still value you can find, guys, on, on favorites. I think Hamzat inside the distance is the way to go here. It's only minus four four hundred compared to minus twelve hundred on the money line. I don't think Nate's going to be able to survive the twenty five minutes in this fight. Nate's a great fighter, but I think the scar tissue will bust open and the the, the blood's going to start pooling. And just like that fight in New York with um, Masvidal, where they stopped it. Yeah, this is this is three years later. He's probably got even more scar tissue. It might have by ground and pound TKO in the second or third round. Uh, Nate's tough enough to last a round or two, I think, but he gets finished eventually. What do you think, Ben? Bro, imagine Nate pulling it off. UFC's gonna go nuts. I'd be surprised. I'd be <laughs> yeah. very surprised. Me too. I really would be. It'd be Me like, too. wouldn't it be like one of the biggest upsets of all time if you won? Like I it think it would. Be. Yeah, it would. Um, but yeah, I also think the same. I think Chimaev gets him to the ground first round TKO. Actually, I think. Uh, oh wow! Okay. If it, and that's no dis- disrespect to Nate, but I just think uh, he gets the ground and pound TKO. He just keeps punching, and at a certain moment, referee has to intervene. So that's what I expect, and. Um, yeah, I don't see a way for Diaz to win the fight, to be really honest, you know? See, Joe's saying submission. I, I think there's a chance, but Nate's pretty difficult to submit. Like, yeah. it's, been, it's been a while, right? I, I think if you're in the, in the ground, in the, in the position on the ground with him and you can land strikes, you'd rather go for the strikes than for the for the choke, right? Nate's only been submitted by Hermes Franco, right? 16 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and WC, right? Yeah. 16 years ago. I feel like a knockout like, with ground and pound or... Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's the only way this fight goes. I'll be honest with you. Like Nate's tough to sell, but eventually he's just gonna he's just fighting a guy with unlimited like gas tank. He's just gonna keep throwing the pressure on and eventually break him in my opinion. I'm interested with what's next for Nate Diaz. I mean, we know Anderson Silva's fighting Jake Paul. If Jake Paul wins that fight, I think Nate Diaz would make a lot of sense for him. Um, or even against Anderson. So I think he goes to boxing after this. That's what I think. But uh it'd be interesting. Let me get some comments, guys. Lee, Hamzat, Almeida, Parlay. I heard to see one of the losing. I think they all win. And I know Marcel does too because we just broke down the fights together. <laughs> uh, Antoine, what's up, man? How was your guys' day and weekend? It was good. It's a holiday here, as you know. I think you're you're in the States. It's Labor Day. It was good, man. It was relaxing and doing the podcast. I was done this one, but it was good. Thanks for asking, buddy. He has the last fight as you go elsewhere. His last fight in the UFC. I, I don't see him resigning. Even if he wins, I don't think they resign him. You? You, you agree? Nah, man. I, I also don't think that Nate... I don't think Nate wants to stay in the UFC. You know, I think he's happy to be a free agent after this. So yeah. I'll be highly surprised if he signs with the UFC again. Highly surprised. Yeah. Over under is one point five rounds. I mean, that I I kind of I know Marcel said the under, and I think that chance ends in the first round. But I'm leaning the over because Nate's toughness and durability. I would actually lean the over a little bit, but I still think it's finished. I definitely don't see the fight going the distance. I just think again. The blood will pool and the referee will stop. Yeah, I just saw you blinking. That's exactly what Nate's going to do. He's going to blink and the blood will stick in his eyes. Do you guys think Nate straight up retires on Saturday? And same question for Tony. I don't think either of them retire. They don't. They don't seem like the kind of guy that would retire in the cage. But uh, I, I think Nate's going to dispute the the referee stoppage. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. He's freak out. And that's the thing. I almost feel like it's the best case scenario if the doctor stops it, like I'm thinking, because then he could be like, "All right, I didn't actually lose." The doctor. Is the one that made me lose, right? Mm-hmm. So, you guys think Tony Ferguson will be a Hall of Famer? Yes, I, I think he should be in it. You know, he's one of the best lightweights of all time. But 
And he was the interim champ, actually, so he was a champion, technically. Um, what's his ceiling at welterweight? Tony's, if he wins. Dude, if he goes over and beats Li Jing Liang, that sets him up for a top 10 fight. That's he's a huge win. Yeah. It would be huge, right? He's ranked, right? I think he's in the top 10. Top and lightweight, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's at all the way to rank. 14th. So, yeah, he got ranked after the win over Salikov. So, if he wins, he, he would take his spot in the top 15. So, yeah, I mean, it would be a big win. Um, what's up, Andrew? How's it going, man? Hey, guys, will you uh, have to catch the rest of the pod on replay? No worries, dude. Just wondering if you guys think Nate fights under his own recent promotion. Oh, that's interesting. I was reading about that the other day. What do you think? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I have no idea, you know? I think his brother Nick had a promotion too at some point. Yeah. He had a, 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 there was a few events. Uh, what was it called again? War MMA or something, right? War yeah. MMA. Yeah, remember that? Well. Yeah, he never fought for them, <laughs> but he wasn't a free agent. Um, I think it's possible, but I, I would think that the most money, unless he like fights Jake Paul in his own promotion or something like that, mm-hmm. I think he's going to look for a money fight, guys. I think he'll look for Jake Paul and Anderson Silva, yeah. someone like that. that uh, why that not? Seems, you know? but, or do you think he would go to Bellator? No, to... no, 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 no. I definitely think he goes for the money fight, tries to get a boxing match. He's in. 37, right? Like he's yeah. old, you know. I mean, and if, if he goes to Belter, he's also stuck with a contract with a car with a company. So, no, I don't think he will go. Unless it's I think he just wants says... to have one fight. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. So, I think Khabib and Tony may never happen. <laughs> they still want to coach Delta a fighter, apparently. Hands out wins as you wait for the newspaper. Who's he fight next? He'd have to fight again. I think he would fight Colby. That's the fight I think they would do. Um, or Masvidal. I mean, if Masvidal's out there, or, or yeah, I mean, we know Gilbert Burns wants to fight him, um, but he hasn't Masvidal really responded does, to those call-outs. Masvidal doesn't think that you might have fight. You don't think it's too dangerous for him, man. Yeah. But I mean, if he's like, hey, if you beat him, you get another title shot. Right now, Masvidal's nuts if he thinks he's going to get a, t- a third title shot off of two straight losses. Like, it doesn't make sense. That would be horrible. Like, there's too many guys in this division now. The first time he took it on a short notice, the second time, he did him a favor. He took this fight on Fight Island short notice. He gave him a, like a, almost a favor. He got destroyed. Why would he get another title shot? He just lost the third fight to Colby. Mm-hmm. You can't give a guy three straight losses another title shot. I don't think. I I, I want to say it's happened in the UFC before. I think they've did it to a guy with three straight losses, but it's rare and it shouldn't happen. Honestly, definitely not deficient where there are more contenders. That's the thing. Like twenty years ago or something, it could happen, right? But there's too yeah. many guys now. So, anyways, I think that's it overall, Marcel. It should be a good card. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you. All right, let's, before we get out of here, guys, we're going to do Dane Wicks and Series from this week. Uh, all the fighters made weight, which is awesome to see. They all stepped yeah. on with, like the first 10 minutes, which was great to see. Let's go through this card really quick, Marcel. I'm going to pull it up here on uh, on, on Topology, and we'll go through this card, guys. A bonus breakdown here for you guys on the MAOB Daily Podcast. Let's start with this fight here. Teresa Blada against uh, Nayara Maya. Odds for this one. Blada minus 600, Maya plus 450. I mean, I guess Blada, but that, those odds seem really high, right? Like, minus 600. It's pretty high, isn't it? Definitely, man. And uh, for a women's fight, I'm never big on that high odds unless it's Valentina or Amanda Nunes, you know? So, uh, yeah. Who's your I, pick? I, yeah, who's my pick? I, I'm not really good. I'm not really familiar with these girls, you know? Yep. But uh, if I look, look at their records, yeah, obviously we take Blada here, yeah. I guess. I mean, I just think the odds are ridiculous. Minus yeah. 600. Why is she minus 600? Like, no idea. I'll be honest. I haven't did the tape study on her. Maybe she's amazing on tape. And she is fighting in that Octagon promotion where uh, Lucia Pudilova came from. So it's a, it's a good promotion in Czech Republic. It's a very good promotion. And she's fought some decent opposition. But again, I just think these odds seem extremely high. Like, they seem very high. Um, 
I don't know a lot about either fighter, but I, I do think the odds are a little bit high for my leg. I'll pass them that one. Next fight here, Ismail Bonfim against uh, Naraman Abasov. Odds on this one. Abasov is, or sorry, it's actually a pick em. It's minus 110 each, so it's it's a straight pick em. Um Abasov opened as the favorite, but now it's a pick em. So what do you think about this one? Great fight, man. Um, looking forward to this one. My pick is Naraman Abasov in this one. I think Abasov is a good fighter. Very well-rounded. Really like watching him fight. And um, yeah, I'm definitely picking Ab Abbasov here. Although I think Bonfim is a good fighter as well. Yeah, me too. I'm just, I'm just, um, I guess I'm concerned a little bit about all the the money that's coming on this guy. He's definitely good, but when I was looking at this one, I was, I thought for sure this guy would be a big favorite. And he opened as the favorite. Now he's been bent down to pick him. So it makes me wonder what am I missing here? But I would, I would lean towards Abbasov too. And uh, man, if you gave him a plus money, like there's some books out there. Well, he could end up as an underdog. That's Surprising. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie though. I mean, contender series is really hard to bet on right now. There's no doubt about it. Really pick your spots. Um, let's go to the next one. Carl Williams against Jimmy Lawson. What what country is that? What flag is that? Virgin, Virgin oh, Islands. U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. Odds on this one: minus one seventy-five. Lawson plus one uh, forty-five on Carl Williams. Is this? He's short notice, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I think. Um, what happened? He was supposed to fight. Savlarski or something, a guy named Savlarski. I don't know. It was uh, it was announced yeah. on the on the broadcast. I don't know what happened. Why that fight, oh. why that fight doesn't make up me. So, oh wow. Okay. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, Jimmy Lawson obviously a good prospect. Any thoughts? Yeah, I like Jimmy Lawson in this fight, man. I think uh, he is more upside in this fight. Um, Carl Williams taking a fight on short notice. I'm taking Lawson here. I think he wins. But uh, I fix those for, odds in my, in my I, opening I, odds article. Yeah. I didn't, right. know that they, I didn't know they switched the fight. I, oh, I, had no okay. idea. I just saw this right now because I thought he was fighting the other guy still. Kevin uh, Sorlovsky or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, just, I wonder why his, his age isn't there, by the way. Who? Lawson. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I wonder how old he is, right? Yeah. That's a good question. All right, one I'm just finishing fixing this article here. Carl Williams. Okay. So Lawson opened minus 300 in this fight. I'm just double checking that. Um, all right. Let's get to the next one here. We only got two more fights. So only five. Yeah. Gabriel Bonfim against Trey Waters. Two undefeated guys. This is an awesome fight. Odds on this one. Uh, Bonfim, I think, is favorite here. Yeah, for Minus sure. 330. Waters plus 275. What do you think? Yeah, man, I think this Bonfim brother is going to win. You know, I don't think his other brother will win, but I like Gabriel Bonfim in this one. So as far as an LFA, Looked pretty decent. I think he got the two finishes there. Uh, Troy, Trey Weathers. I, I also think Trey Weathers is a short notice opponent. I think he was supposed to fight a guy named Clink Hammer or something, Bonfim. Mm -hmm. uh, so Waters is also a, a short notice opponent. Don't know too much about Waters. It's one fight in LFA where he won against Benjamin Bennett. But I'm not too familiar with this dude. So uh, yeah, I'm taking uh, Gabriel Bonfim in this one. Yeah, man. I mean, oh, sorry. I should have pulled this up. These guys are both really good, though. I mean, from, my, from what I've seen, anyways. Bonfim, obviously, LFA guy, finishing dudes, looking good. And then uh, Waters, also undefeated, but not as much experience. Um, odds seem a little high, honestly, because this guy's also look good, but I got to go with uh, Bonfim. And then the last fight, Rodolfo Bellato against Vidar Petrino. They've actually fought before. Rematch. Yeah, Vidar knocked him on 25 seconds a couple years ago. Now they're rematching. Uh, Petrino minus 145, Bellato plus 125. I guess you have to go with the guy who already knocked him out, right? Yeah. yeah. Although the other guy, uh, the other guy, uh, Bellato, isn't a bad fighter either. No, no he's looked good no. since he lost, right? Yeah. So. 
but I'm, another I'm, interesting I'm, fight. But I mean, how do you not pick him? Right, you got yeah. finished by him two years ago. Any any other thoughts? No, I'm picking Petrino. Yeah, we have the same thoughts on that. I'm gonna get these comments quickly from uh, from you guys in the chat. We'll get out here in a sec. Bonfim Abbasov's in the same fight, one of the best ever in Dana White contender series. It looks really good fight, man. Should They're have both... been the main event, in my opinion. Wasn't Abbasov supposed to fight like last season, and then you got Visa? Yeah, or something like that. I think yeah. I've heard of this like in before. Oh, oh you mean Askabov, maybe? Yeah, or maybe that's. Oh, yeah, that's the other guy that's supposed to fight Herbert Burns, right? Yeah. Jeez, these guys have the same name. <laughs> Ismail Bonfim, he's being feared to the LFA. I'd like to see him both brothers win. I'm not sure he can beat Abbasov. That's a hard fight, right? Lawson said Side Soma, who beat him in his debut. Have the same boat photo. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That is hilarious. Yeah. Lost 30, according to Sherlock. He looks a little older, but that's, that makes sense. Torin Brown, what's up, man? How's it going? Vegan song. Great job, boys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. That was fun, Marcel. We did the, the UFC 279 breakdown, Dana White's Contender Series. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Um, was there any other anything else you want to talk about quickly before we get out of here, Marcel? Was there any other uh, news that we're, we're forgetting about? Thinking about it, not really. I think, man, no, I think we got most stuff too. I mean, there was obviously some new fights announced, but we'll, we'll save that stuff. Like, we're pretty talked out here. Too. We, we, guys, we can look, we can look around. That's five minutes. We still have five, five or ten. We can we'll pull up your, your thing. If you guys have any last second questions, throw them in there right now in the chat. We'll answer them. I'll we'll just pull quickly up, pull up my thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quickly. I'll go through. Pull up my thing. Pull up my thing. <laughs> oh my god, that doesn't sound right. All right, yeah, Brady High stands fighting for New Garcia. I'm, I'm really high on Brady. By the way, it's hilarious. So I, I saw his nickname was Bam Bam too, and I'm like, holy fuck, how many Bam Bams are in the UFC? So we have three in the UFC right now, plus the guy in contenders last week, Ivan Valzuela. His nickname's Bam Bam too. So we have like three and a half <laughs> fighters with Bam Bam. Still waiting for bubbles. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, the women's division. Uh, I thought Fernie looked terrible in his debut. To be honest with you, um, against uh, what's his what's that guy's name again? Um, oh, Jordan Newsom. Yeah, I thought he looked so bad in that fight. I was surprised. I think Brady's legit. I think he wins. I don't know. You have any thoughts on this? I, I think kind of fifty-fifty on it, man. I think Fernie is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, and Brady's good as well. So, two fun prospects both lost their first fight. Uh, I still don't know who I'm going with, but I think it's a fun fight. It's a good matchup. Uh, both guys were for the first win in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just a couple other ones. I think we did a lot last week. I don't think we talked about this fight. Jennifer no. Mize fighting Marina Rose. Rose was to fight uh, Eubanks, right? That yeah. fight got canceled. Hopefully this fight uh, stays intact. Rose looked great in her last fight, but Maya's got a lot of experience against like elite competition. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd favor Maya, but I don't know. It's pretty competitive. Any, any thoughts quickly? Kind of weird matchmaking, man. Number eight against non-ranked, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, Marina Moreau sometimes surprises me, and then she really looks bad, and then she surprises me again. Yeah. You know, with Jennifer Maya, also very inconsistent, in my opinion. Uh, came from Invicta, big hide behind her, and uh, she only got four wins in nine UFC fights, so it's not like she's done amazing. I know. With less than 500 record, like Jordan talked about that one already. Did we talk about this one? I don't think so. Eh? Bruno uh, Silva against Albert Doreyev. I love this fight. This is a great fight. It's a very good matchup. Yeah. Listen, Bruno looked yeah. horrible this last fight, but can, I still can, would favor him here. Really. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you read up the notable wins on Durayev's record, which I put there? Sergey Kondosko, Ustar Magomed, Gadzi Dadov, and Vlasislav uh, Vasilevsky. It's not bad, right? I did it pretty good. Very well. Yeah. My Russian, my not Russian pronunciation is all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bruno should be favored here, right? Because Durayev's looked pretty bad, but I mean, I don't know. Hard yeah. to trust about that last Very difficult. Too. Also, also Bruno looked very bad against Mershart, so <laughs> it's like. I know. 
really close, 50-50 to me. I know. I know. It's a couple, oh, couple other ones. Billy Q and Hernandez, Alexander Hernandez at 145. How does Alexander Hernandez going to make fun of it? I don't know, but you got to favor Billy Q. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Elkins and Pierce, another good fight. I don't know. I mean, Elkins, I pick against him all the time and he wins, so I'm not even going to bother picking this fight. <laughs> JSPs look good. I guess I would favor JSP, but again, I'm just, Elkins always beats me, so. Mm. And I think that's it because I want to say we talked about these fights. Didn't we talk about these last week? Maybe Perez Albazi. We did that thing. Yeah, Perez and Albazi. I got to favor Albazi, right? Got to. I don't okay. know, man. Yeah, uh, Perez is good. Perez, yeah, but, but Perez, his last two fights, dude. I mean, submission defense sucks, dude. Yeah. I think he's gonna get submitted again. That's what I think happens here. Uh, Penny and Ricci, your girl. I mean, she's uh, she's good. She's definitely good. Yeah, I mean, she should. Preachy should win this fight. I think the odds are on she's a favorite. Yeah. Melstick. Uh, fun fight. Hey, we talked about this one already. Yeah, fun fight. One. Yeah, it's a fun one. Just a couple other comments, guys. KSW, fun title fighting card this weekend. I saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, Darko Stosic is fighting on that card. That's good. He's been he's been killing it. He filled uh, the freeze as well. I want to talk about one thing. Bellator, Danny Sabatello against Rofeon Stotts. What are your thoughts about that one? It's in December, so I still have three months, thankfully, to think about it. I think it's a pretty competitive fight, man. Stotts is more well-rounded, but Sabatello's got good wrestling. I would favor yeah. Stotts, I think, but it's it's tough. Same. I feel the same way, yeah. yeah. And this in this Darren Till thing, I saw this as well, this uh, parent DUI, but it was in uh, the summer, I want to say. It was a few months ago. Also, apparently in Sweden, the the uh, the limit's like way lower. like So it's not like a, the same as it was in the States or something or Canada, but uh, still gotta not good. Got to stay busy. Just kidding. Obviously, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good at all. All right. I think that's it for today's podcast. We're sorry we're good. Plug your stuff, man. Let's get out of here. And uh, appreciate you guys who joined the chat today. It's always always a lot of fun to talk, talk about the fights with you guys. Um, we'll be back next Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll be recapping UFC 279. Then we'll preview UFC Vegas 60, San Hagen versus Song. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here. Big Marcel 24 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can see my articles. It's in Dutch, so you don't have shit on it. But Eurosport.nl, mixed martial arts section. Follow me on Twitter at mmadamartin, podcast, amyoddsbreaker.com. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it, guys. Always fun doing the podcast with you guys. Always like uh, the back and forth. Uh, bookies.com, my best bets. My main news for uh, latest fight news. And mmadamartin.com for all your opening odds and uh, your betting information. So you guys have a great week. We'll be back next Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Labor Day. And talk to you guys soon. Take care.